Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey, yo. Shanti. And it's Antoinette. And you are listening to Around, Around the, the Way, Way Curls. We are two Philly bred best friends who strive to produce content that is authentic, unapologetic, and exalting of the magic we see in ourselves and in you. Join us as we oscillate between love and light and money and dicks because, because duality, duality is, is a thing. thing. All right. Who's working? Yeah. Okay, so we recorded. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we recorded an Afropunk episode before we went to Afropunk in Brooklyn this August. And we sat on it because Afropunk got a little bit of uh, negative feedback, a little pushback from the people. And I just don't know how I feel about that because... Can you talk about what had happened? All right. I don't really know what happened because I wasn't in the mix like that. But what's her name on Instagram? Everybody knows her as Erica. Erica. Woman by the name of Erica who um, is pretty famous now. Cancer survivor. Cancer survivor. Sister in Brooklyn. Um, she and, and she attended Afropunk with a, a friend or a partner. With her partner. Is it her partner? Mm-hmm. Okay. Her partner. And the partner had a shirt on that said, you know, Afropunk sold out for white consumption. It's like, oh, all right. And the thing that's really interesting, the dynamic that's interesting is that Afropunk really helped get Erica the platform that she has. I feel they posted her a lot. They sent a lot of traffic her way. And they always, like, exalted her every chance they got. Um and so I thought that was an interesting choice um, to, even if that's, that is how you feel. If you have, and I'm pretty sure that she was invited to Afropunk, not, she didn't like pay to go. It's, it seemed that she was invited by Afropunk to attend and enjoy. And so I just feel like if you have a, okay, so what happened was at, there's different stories. She's saying that she was asked to leave the festival as a result of that shirt, her and her partner. Afropunk is saying that she was not asked to leave the festival, that she was actually in the backstage area with the artists and that they asked her to leave the backstage area with the artists. Either way, I just feel like if you have a relationship with a brand, with a company and you're an influencer and the company is doing something that you disagree with, I feel like that is cause to have a private conversation that is very meaningful and thoughtful. And it could have been like a real opportunity for her to offer Afropunk. I'm not, I don't know if she did that, you know, or not. She could have. 
or just don't go. Like I, I just don't. It, it felt kind of weird to me, and I'm not dissing Erica at all. Like she handled it the way she handled it. I probably would have handled it a little differently, um, but I just feel like that sat with me a little funny. I think that Afropunk has like a done a, a a service to Black folks or is attempting to. And when anything gets popular, white folks come about. They can't tell white folks that they can't come to the festival. Like, what what do you want? What do you want? There are a lot of people that are like, they should do away with the VIP area. I, I agree with that. I think that Afropunk stands for, like, you know, equality. And if that's the case, then why are we having this kind of, like, social structure within the festival? Got it. Um, but I didn't like the way Afropunk responded. I thought that it was a PR nightmare. I thought that they apologized, but there was a whole lot of butts in there. And it was obvious from the tone that they felt slighted by her. And then they just started posting all of, it felt like, it felt like spam. It was like Afropunk is for social injustice. Afropunk is for black women. Afropunk is this. And I get it. I guess they didn't want to, instead of speaking directly about the situation, they just decided that they were going to restate what they are about, but without, Without, without addressing the situation head they on. Did address the situation. And I wish they would have just addressed it head on from the start. So I'm it's really interesting because I'm going to Afropunk in South Africa. Um, it's coming up in a couple of days. I'm very excited about that. But it's just like I feel a little torn now. I feel like a little like I'm wondering what the vibe is gonna be. Ain't nobody giving a fuck about that. I know, right? And people still buying Shea Moisture, bitch. Ain't nobody giving Shea a Moisture fuck about that. Shea Moisture came out with Afro- them men. <laughs> that men's line, that commercial, and the shit didn't change. They was like, ooh, no, we forgot all about that white girl. okay, and it's going to be okay. And you are giving your money to a black-owned business yeah. that started grassroots and has been globally effective in highlighting yes. marginalized people, causes, and musicians. So... And if they're getting their coin along the way, they should, it's as like, they should. It's a, again, we keep going back to this fucking machine. We're in a capitalist, white supremacist, patriarchal. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, it's just a fucking machine. Like, until we figure out how to reinvent this wheel, you can't knock people for making money. And it bothers me, though, that <clears throat> when we do have an organization that is attempting to do good, we tear it down. Our own people. And it's like, yo, that I'm really I really believe like that's a, closest to you. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a side conversation you could have had. That made me so sad to see because I was like, these people are doing their thing. I don't know. That's just something that bothers me in general. Like when I see black people just ripping other black people apart. Unless it's Snoop ripping Kanye apart, then I'm fine with it. But that's it. So that's our little a little uh what aside um and so here is the episode Shanti Antoinette how are you crack a lacking out here waking up every morning cheese <laughs> it my throat Get some water now off to a good start all right how are you how was your week what's crack a lacking my week was wonderful. It is Sunday. I had a full busy week full of productive activities. Mm-hmm. My daughter turned eight. Hey. She's a big girl. So big that today I um, 
I had to do laundry really early, and we just woke up, and I, it was something I just needed to get out of the way, and the laundromat is about two blocks down the street from us. We just recently moved to the area that we're in, so we've only gone maybe like once or twice before, but I was like, all right, I'm going to walk to the laundromat, Jolie, stay here, watch your movie, and just relax. I'll be back, and she was like, this is like the first time we've ever done this. She was like, Okay. So I go to the laundromat. It's raining. I walk to the laundromat, put the load in. Probably like at 45 minutes later, I'm sitting there reading and writing. And then all of a sudden, she runs into the laundromat with a rain jacket on and boots, and her hair is all wild. She's like, Mommy, I was worried. Where were you? And she walked to the laundromat by herself. That is not safe. I don't like it. It was scary. It's amazing that she could do it. It was scary, but it was also like, wow, someday I've been protecting her and having her, holding her hand and going places with her. And like when she goes to the bathroom, I don't even really let her go to the bathroom by herself and restaurants or anything like that. So like for this to happen, (laughs) we were both shocked. She was mad proud of herself and I was just kind of, I didn't know how to feel. I probably beat her when she comes home <laughs> Right, today. you gotta tell her. Like, remember when your ass ran out the house? <laughs> like, you better not leave this house no. like that again, little girl. You don't know any of these crazy people out here trying to get you. What's wrong with you? I don't want her to be scary, but no, also she needs to, to, be... to be cognizant. That is the word. And listen to her mother. Yeah. If her mother told her to sit here and watch the movie, you watch the movie. I'm going to beat her. <laughs> you did a very good job, but I got to kick your ass so you understand safety. I'm protecting you. This is your first example of gaslighting in a to to toxic therapy. relationship. Yes. <laughs> She'll be in I'm therapy. beating you because I love you. It's fucked up. That's it? That's your week? I mean, a lot of shit All in one day? <laughs> but that, you know, just riding around and getting it. Sable's doing really well. People are... What? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, just just managing all of the things. And I didn't cry once this yes. week, so won't he do it? All right. Hallelujah. Um, <laughs> my week was good. You didn't ask, but I'm offering it. I know you tell me, so. <laughs> uh, last night, I saw Black Klansman. Okay. I really enjoyed it. I really, first of all, I have to say I was really excited to see it because of the clip with Denzel Washington Jr. Or no, it's not even his fucking name. What's so that child's name? That child he, can't even be himself. <laughs> can't even, that's can't. what the whole clip is about, too. Denzel be. Washington Jr., who is that? <laughs> <laughs> He's fine as fuck. I know exactly who you're talking about. Fine. Um, David, John David Washington, that is his name. Did you see the clip that I posted mm-hmm. on her? It was amazing. Where he just went in about how he was both his father and his mother's child. Well. And that his mother was well, can I, fabulous. Can I say that? Oh, oh you have to interrupt me? Sure, Because you right just ahead. didn't emphasize the importance of how he came through. <laughs> okay, the interviewer was like, as Denzel Washington's son. <laughs> and he interjected like, and Pamela Blah. See, I don't even Pauletta. know her name. Pauletta. Son, and then he just went in. Okay, go ahead. In the most amazing way, he was like, "You're not going to dismiss my mother, right?" With his beard and his skin and his face and his wonderful, just 
way of speaking. What's that got to do with the Black Klansman? I'm just, he's in it. He's the star of it. Oh, is he? Yes, dummy. Girl, I, I love you. Have... <laughs> you need... What are Klansmen? Is this like a C? Shanti does show? not have a TV or internet at her house. She is a blogger without a TV or an internet. You don't have and a blog anymore, upsetting. so don't even give me that title. You, you can't keep putting it down can't be a blogger like without a blog. Oh. All right, well, we try. So... I'm sorry, I'm eating right now. But he was amazing in it. The acting was really good. Um, it was really good. Cinematography was pretty cool. Some of the shots were pretty cool. Storyline is cool. Um, Are you going to tell us what it's about? Or? Oh, I would assume that you would know anybody that I, most people do. But sure, it's about a... Is it based on a true story? Um, and it's about a detective in Colorado Springs. And he infiltrates the KKK. A black and immediately, man? yeah, oh, you immediately man. think, no, he's black. You immediately think like the Dave Chappelle skit. But it's not. It is um, very serious. And he has a complicated relationship with the young woman in the Black Panther Party who uh, they kind of parallel and allude to her being Angela Davis. But I feel like maybe they just added her in that. It's just kind of, I, I don't know whether or not. He really dated her or not. Um, yeah, it was really good. It was well done. It was really funny. Um, very thought-provoking. Um, they did a really good job without being soapboxy about um, paralleling it to today and to that um, Agent Orange in the White House. And um, the very end, you're left kind of you have actual footage of today and you're left kind of like, fuck. You know, you laugh the whole movie and you, you know, he delivers the message in a way where you can really digest it and then it, he hits you at the very end with the real footage of today. So, um, yeah, it was really good. Um, my date fell asleep. Oh, you kind of judging. date, though. You yeah. ain't that part in, though. <laughs> and he fell asleep. He I'm, ain't woke. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of judging him based on that. Like, you have to be ready for the revolution at all times, bro. There's no time to nap. Yeah, you can't be napping. You can't be napping. But, you know, I guess he was tired. He's been in the gym quite a bit this week. So oh. I'll give him that. It was a late movie. But, uh, yeah. It's not an excuse to fall asleep. I was at the gym. Yeah. It's like, mm. But he doesn't say problematic things, so he has not been ruled out just yet. We'll see. But uh, it was really good, um, and it was really interesting to watch the people in the film navigate spaces. Um, the character that is kind of... It's either her or based off of her, uh, the Asada Shakur-esque... Not Asada. Uh, Angela Davis-esque character. You know, she's a leader of the Black Student Union, and... They have all these safe spaces within the movie where they have meetings and, um, you know, Kwame, who used to be Stokely Carmichael before he went to Africa, came back and spoke at one of these meetings, yada, yada, yada. And so it was really just powerful to see them in their spaces talking their shit in their way and to see this black man infiltrate that space too. So like the cop goes into the meeting undercover because he's trying to get intel for the police department because he is a black officer. And so they were like, okay, if you're really about this shit, then go in there. Kind of testing him too. Um, But he, you can see him struggle. Like 
he believes in some of the shit that the guy's saying. He doesn't believe in some of it. So it's it's interesting to see a black man navigate that space as a both a cop and a black man. Um, and then there's white spaces with the KKK having their space where they get to live as they live. And then Condoleezza Rice sounds <laughs> like a Mexican dude. <laughs> oh my god! But it got me thinking a lot about spaces there was there's only really maybe two times in the movie where the two spaces collide where both you know the members of the black student union and the kkk are around each other and it's always animosity and it's always like pen like disasters upon us because these two people are sharing the same space so it got me thinking about space and the importance of safe space and then I realized, Shanti, that this week is going to be an amazing week. Why? Because my favorite holiday is upon us. Afropunk is this week. I could not oh, be more excited. Shit. I love Afropunk. It is something that I look forward to all year. As soon as the early bird tickets come out, I buy them. I'm ready to go. I send the group text saying, if you motherfuckers want to come, get your coins ready now. I am so ready. I've been plotting on outfits. And this year, you know, I'm really going, I need to feel like a queen this year. Mm -hmm. And so that's really the um, theme for my outfits. Uh, I cannot wait to see a lot of these acts. Shanti's digging in a bag of chips, even though I asked her to just... Put them in a bowl so we wouldn't hear that noise. I ate but it's the all bowl. right. Do you want this bowl to help you? Here. How many years have you gone so far? This is this is only my third year. Okay. I've only gone once with you. Yes. We could well let's we'll save that for the end. <laughs> it was a catastrophe and we'll save that for the end. So most people know that Afropunk uh, is a music festival that started out in Brooklyn. It's heavily geared towards um, punk, punk rock. Uh, black punk rock people that don't have a plat or didn't have a platform um they were kind of on the outskirts of what quote-unquote black music is it was a space for them um it's kind of morphed into a movement and a celebration and even a call to action and again it is my favorite fucking holiday of the year um if you navigate their website you'll find articles that focus on music fashion art activism business Books, even film and TV, health, politics, race, sex, and gender. And the articles really range from think pieces to shout outs to like breaking news. And uh, they really highlight current events and current happenings. And they just launched a podcast called Soul Sessions, um, where they tackle really interesting topics, sometimes hard topics, uh, with the hope of not only discussing them, but also providing solutions for them. And so I was listening to one of their podcasts and something struck me uh, where on the episode, what was the episode? I think it was, I think I have it pulled up. I remember, it was like the, yeah, Reclaiming Our Space episode on their podcast, which I highly recommend. Um, It said, America was built on the backs of black folks. Yet to this day, it refuses to acknowledge our humanity. Um, This leaves little space for black existence where 
disparaged, left out of conversations in rooms, and murdered because of our blackness. Time and again, this society tells black folks that there is no room for us. So we are making room to be ourselves and claiming our power. We are creating intentional spaces and taking healing into our own hands. And that really resonated with me because... I just think it's super dope that there was this group of people that saw this need and they were like, okay, we're going to do something about it. And to see what it's grown into, you know, Afropunk is in Paris, South Africa, Atlanta, and it's just going to get bigger. And um, yeah, that pretty much sums like sums up what Afropunk is, why it's necessary. And what it's doing, what it's giving to us. All of the life. All of the, all of, all of the life. Yeah. All of the life. So Shani, I like what you've been to Afropunk once. What were your thoughts? Um, I, before I went, you know, I was like most people, I just saw all the pictures of the beautiful people. No, you went to Afropunk twice. You went oh, to I went Afro- to Afropunk in Paris. In Paris. I, I'm sitting here like, Nigga. no way. I forgot. You fucking went to Afropunk in Paris. I fucking went to Afropunk in Paris, son. Yo, that was a lot of fun. Damn. Um, I went twice. <laughs> and before I went... Like everybody else, I was mesmerized by all the beautiful photos of black people and all their different outfits and hair. Mm-hmm. Um, so in going, it felt it felt it felt really good. I enjoyed it. Like I said, I mean, I, you don't want to talk about what happened, but yet let's save it to the <laughs> end. Let's save but, it to the end. Uh, um, in Paris, Paris was just. Paris was just super dope and super overwhelming just because we were in Paris and I missed a lot of the actual performances because we slept till five o'clock in the evening every night. Um, but the, the after parties were great and it just brought about, brought so many black people from around the world Mm. to this one space and everybody, um, just wanted to link up and talk. So there were lots of, New friendships that were made, folks that I still talk to now over the interwebs Mm -hmm. that live in the UK. Um, But it, I won't go so far as to say like I feel free when I go there. I mean, I don't know. That's interesting. I, because I, 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 and to be completely honest, I feel like there's, there's been this build up of Afropunk. Maybe this is just my own shit. It's always just my own shit. But I feel like there's a pressure to like show up and be fit into that box of like you're going to put your tribal face paint on and get your hair done and like, you know, go all out with your outfit. So I do at times feel that there's a pressure for for that. But I'm excited to redeem myself from last year or a couple years ago. Um but I had a I had a live time. It was fun. I look forward to it again. Um, and I'm just really impressed by the the founders of it. I mean, because you have to think this were just two people, right? Um, that 
Was it two? It was two people. Wow. It was a, a guy, Matthew Morgan, Morgan and Jocelyn. I don't know her. A guy and a girl. And he was Queen actually Jocelyn. Queen Jocelyn. <laughs> <laughs> she, they started it together. And just like you said, they, they, there was this need and they created a space for it. And they fulfilled a need for people that probably felt like there's black folks I think what's the best about them, and I, I saw a quote, is that they wanted to create a space that shows that blackness is not a monolith. Mm. Just because you're black, you don't wear baggy pants, listen yep. to hip hop and R and B, and you know, because there are so many black folks that don't. So, so many to have this punk, identities yeah, to have this it. punk scene within it, you know, to create a space for them is just it just shows number one. The beautiful variety variety of blackness, but it also shows the possibilities um, when we take shit in our own hands and we create our own spaces. And I was reminded of that again, and we've been watching, and you heard it here first. I think that um, I think that Curl Fest Mm -hmm. is like. An Shout example of like Collective. a DIY event creating this space. They've been working on this for like seven years. Yeah. And I went this year and it just was so big. 60,000, 30,000 women they drew. And motherfuckers were just raving, like raging, dancing to music, black women everywhere. Just a space for us to feel free to get dressed up, to be cute, to, to be celebrated, and to compliment each other's hair. Like there, everybody was fine as fuck. Well, I have never, unfortunately, never been to Curl Fest, which really upsets me. Every single year, there's something going on, and I'm not able to attend, and it's most upsetting. But I have gone to Afropunk, and I feel a little differently about Afropunk than you. I go to Afropunk, and I feel so fucking free. I feel so great. And I don't know, just walking into what that makes space. You feel free? I feel free because on a regular basis, I don't think that I have the courage yet to really like when I want to stunt on them, I'll do that for like a, a thing. Like I'm, I, it's like, all right, we have, I have this event or I have a wedding or I have something, but like, I don't just on a daily basis, like doll myself up and like, just show everybody like I'm I'm like I'm a queen or like I feel like I need to feel like a queen today so I'm going to wear a fucking crown Mm. on my head or I need to feel like x or I'm embodying this today or this is this is how I'm feeling like it's I have to be I think a lot of it has so much to do with my work it comes back down to just having to fit into this corporate cookie cutter shit sometimes Mm. which mine isn't even that cookie cutter like I have so much space to like be more of myself than other places but to be able to like put on an outfit that I would love to wear every day and then to be surrounded around like with a sea of people who range from like you know their they might have their African print on or this one might have their fucking mohawk and this one might have their green hair and this one's walking around without a fucking shirt on and titties hanging and flailing and flowers in her hair and she feels great. And I just love it. It just makes me so happy. And I remember walking in there and I remember, I maybe it's more symbolic to me because that was the first Afropunk I went to was with you and that was right after my most recent 
like debilitating breakup. And I so needed to feel like powerful and to feel like, like, and feel regal and feel like valuable. You know, I needed to feel that. And then to walk into that space and see all these really beautiful women and men embodying that made me feel more courageous and made me feel like, you know, almost like they were part of my spine, like holding me up, like to, and it made me really humble to like look around and be like, yo, I'm a part of this tribe. Like I'm a part of these people. And it's not just how they look, it's their being. It's like how they interact with you, how it's really just a sense of community and how people are like, oh, you want me to take a picture? Yes, bitch, you look good. Yeah, turn your head that way, do that. Oh, do you, you know, and then there you see people in the fucking just dirt dancing and blowing bubbles and drinking and eating. And then you hear the amazing musicians like, and it's just a great day to me. You're out, the sun's kissing your skin. Like it just is everything. Like if I ever got married, it's everything that I would want my wedding to fucking be like in there. I felt really free with my body. I like remember I had like a crop top one. That was the first time I had worn like a crop top and been like, okay, I'm doing this. And like was completely celebrated. Like there, and I was looking around, looking at people who are bigger than me, smaller than me. You know, like everybody was just doing their thing. And I felt like I had the license to then do my thing in that space more so than I do on a regular basis. And. I did. I felt super free. I felt open. I felt attractive. I was proud. I was just, I love Afro. I love Afropunk so much that I am skipping Christmas and New Year's and going to Afropunk in South Africa this motherfucking year. She's a stamp. Like where (laughs) she said people are dancing in the dirt. They are. Listening on you. I I was kind of like, yo, it's dirty. Where the fuck is the real grass pastures? It's hot as shit. I'm hot. The sun is beating down on me. It's not glistening. I was was getting my entire life out there. Like, oh, the sun's kissing our skin. We can activate our crystals. No, I've been to other festivals. She said we can activate our crystals. We can activate our crystals in this batch. (laughs) No, but I'm serious. Like... No, I've been to other festivals and I don't like them. It's a different vibe. Like I went to, it was super white. Where was it? It was in Queens. What was it called? I don't remember, but like that was not the vibe. It was like concrete. I didn't feel in touch with the earth at all. It was like just white people who are not saying, excuse me, which in Afropunk, you know, People say, excuse me, and it's the best feeling in the world. Like, that seems so small, but I remember last year going and being irrationally angry because there are definitely white people that attend Afropunk, and they are more than welcome. But for the most part, they're very clear that they are a guest. Like, you are a guest here. Act accordingly. And this one girl just was not. And, like, every stage I went to, she was, like, somewhere near me and was, like, stepping on my feet. I had my feet out and it was stressing me out. And finally I like screamed at her and was like, you are a fucking guest here. Act accordingly. Say excuse me. And I remember my roommate kind of looking at me like, oh, she's crazy. But I really felt that way. Like, yo, this is a space for us. You can't own everything. Y'all like, y'all own everything outside this motherfucking park. Let us live in here. 
and you have when you go into spaces, you have to act accordingly, and that means to say excuse me because that's what black people do <laughs> they get their asses beat. So I, it's not. A, I don't think it's a festival thing. I really think that it's it that is, it's space. definitely. I know, but it definitely no. It's not. You can't tell me. Well, it's you can't tell me. My I'm talking about mine. I, I You're just a monster. And I know. You, I should we even tell people what you did the first Afro Pulse so they can understand why can you're we not tell people what you did the first the second day of Afro <laughs> sure but by the way there is a, I what get I'm it. saying it's important it. to have spaces that are dedicated to black and brown yes. people and as the owner of Sable I would think that I you would say that I that don't more. I ne- don't necessarily like all the dirt and the sun beating down <laughs> I wish there were more grass it's not as grassy it's a little bit dusty so I can have my preferences. I get it. It's a big thing. But then I just have my personal, like, it's hot as fuck and it's dusty. And it's I want to sit down. And I can't. Well, we <laughs> fucked up the first year. I've got that covered. You just bring your blanket and you sit your ass down. Listen, we're going to I've do learned. Better. I already, I there bought a blanket you specifically for this. You are the queen of Afropunk. This. Show me <laughs> how to get free or die I trying. I want you to get free or die trying at Afropunk. But I, I really want to. You should. I think that you should. <laughs> and I think. <laughs> and I will support you in that. If you want to, I will support you. And Top I will. Down, I think that you, I could paint your shit like Homie, who painted I Beyonce's face you. in Lemonade. Pre- I'll Yo, do it for isn't you. Isn't that the interpretation? <laughs> do you remember? <laughs> <laughs> What? You got JoJo to paint on your titties? No. No, but seriously, I, all this to say, I think that we should really talk about the importance. And Sable, too. It doesn't have to be Afropunk. I'm just using Afropunk as, yeah, as, a, as an example. But there, there is something to be said about having... I was just talking to my friend at work about this. I felt so badly for him. Quick story, like... There's two people in my department who are who are people of color. Well, re- two and we'll a half. Two. You're no, <laughs> no, I'm thinking about somebody else, but he very securely rests in his being ambiguous. He doesn't really. It's interesting. So um, this guy was called into a meeting just to be the black guy in the room. It had nothing to do with what was being discussed. And when he tried to add his two cents, he was t- like told to hush. He was brought into the room because a white um, VP was accusing another organization of being racist. They're not racist. He just wants to push his agenda. And um, in order to do that, he decided to say that they were racist. And he asked my coworker to come into the space so that these people would feel uncomfortable and not want to bring up their race card because there's a black guy in the room. Or to kind of talk around it and just kind of go with what RVP was saying, which was really fucked up. He was so upset. He had like tears in his eyes. He left the meeting early. And he also lives in a space where that is not really occupied by black folks. He's been really unhappy. He moved here from the Midwest, which is so interesting. And he was more comfortable there than in New York of the cities. Mm. And so I was talking to him and I was telling him, like, you're surrounded, like, this place, this whole setting, like, we're doing good work, but you have to have time to just be 
and it seems like you don't have time to just be your whole self ever. And he was like, that is exactly how I feel. So I was trying to convince him like Brooklyn is the place for you to be. You need to get the fuck out of Inwood because the rent is cheap. Like you pay for, you know, your comfort and your peace of mind as well. And Brooklyn is a space, it's being gentrified now, but it is still a space where black young black, black professionals are thriving and there are spaces specifically dedicated for us. And so we were just talking about the importance of having those spaces, of occupying those spaces and like why we really need them. Why like it's actually for me it's a like my it's like a soul thing. Like I need it to feel rejuvenated and replenished and ready to face the everyday world. Like I need to be able to sit back and just like be my whole self. And that's the best way I know how to describe it. So I wanted to talk about one, the importance of having these spaces and two, how to create these spaces when they're not readily available to you. Shanti. How to create these spaces when they're not readily You just gotta, I mean, well, first, you know, the the importance, but yeah, speak. I mean, you created a space like that. Sable is much more than a store. For sure. You know, Um, it's like wellness space. I think, I think with my experience, with my experience doing it um, with other, with other people, always make, well, first you got to figure out what the need is, right? Mm -hmm. So you have to be really specific about what the need is. Um, For Afropunk, it was a space for black people that didn't identify with just, you know, the culture of R&B and hip hop. Um, For Sable, I always um, go back to a Toni Morrison quote, which I am not going to remember um, verbatim, but she basically says, if there's a story out there that you want to read that's never, mm. you've never read it before, you have to be the one to create it. it. You have to be the one to write it. So I just knew and I envisioned and I could see there were so many like black creatives, black makers, black authors, um, specifically black women that had this online presence with their wares and that had a lot of excitement around it. And I was like, yo, we need to just put this in one space. So, I mean, as with anything, you know, you have to, you have to have the will behind it to, to manifest something. Um, and I think what's so incredible about Afropunk, about the Sable Collective, about um, Curl Fest, about, what are some other... Duafe. I mean, Duafe, Jesus Christ, Duafe. Um, Essence Fest. Essence Fest is shit. Is that these just, they're, they're do-it-yourself. It's just people having an idea and finding their tribe and then it just attracting more people that wouldn't have necessarily felt like there was a space for them. So for women that have natural hair, you know, bringing them all together for Curl Fest, for Duafe, which is a natural hair salon um, that's been around for about 20 years. All of these spaces, you just you just got to follow, follow shit through. 
and know that there's a need and know that there are other people out there that need it and want it their damn selves. And then you're going to you're just going to be strengthened and also really, really affirmed for yourself, at least in my experience, that these spaces are needed and they slowly morph, as you can see with Afropunk, into into bigger and even better things. But first things first, you got to do. Well, what? Like, it depends on what you're saying. I don't, I, it depends on what space people are trying to create. If you have a group of women, let's talk about women. If you have in your workspace or people in your workspace that are feeling marginalized or feeling unheard or feeling like they can't get free, you can do something as simple as, yo, every Friday, why don't we just meet at our house, have some food and kind of like troubleshoot or fuck talking about work. Let's just have fun. Let's just get Mm -hmm. together. Um, Sister circles are super important. Like creating... Spaces, if you know somebody that does yoga and they love doing yoga, create that space in your home and invite three of your girlfriends who are going to invite four, who are going to invite five. Like Girl Trek, I believe, is just a space about women, getting black women to move, Mm. walk. This is a huge thing now. They now have... uh, um, a retreat now in like Colorado where it's just black women practicing wellness. So you just gotta you gotta you gotta have the idea and it's always important to to make it a collective. You have to include another pe- other people in on it and let it let it morph. That's what so I'm yeah, so what are so then I guess what are some of the things that give you peace? Like, cause now I feel like you have sable, so you're cultivating it and you're, I know that you've said to me, like, you're so happy to be working with people of color and to not be serving. But when you were serving, how did you, what spaces did you, like, what did you do in order to have some peace or in order to have a safe space, quote unquote, to use like a well, that, that whack I word. didn't have one, to be completely honest. And when you say serving, I was working in like high end mm-hmm. um, restaurant industry in Philadelphia, serving majority black customers. I mean, excuse me, majority white, white customers. customers. Sorry. Um, yeah, and to be serving, like right. you're in a subservient position. Right. Oh, God. No, I. I I didn't have spaces that I could that I knew of, not that they weren't there, hmm. but I don't think I knew of like black yoga spaces or um like sister circles. I had my girls, I had you guys. Mm-hmm. But aside from that, I had of course around the way curls has always been Mm-hmm. It will continue to be a space where you I can find um, like minds and a little. Uh, That's sense interesting. Of I feel like you created it then too. Yeah, we did. Right. Like Shit. I feel like there wasn't like we were both serving. I was not only serve. I wasn't as high end and white world as you, but I think we both needed that, and so we were like, "Yo, what's something we can do?" And it felt like a community. It was cool. Like we still have people that we talk to. Yeah. It felt like something not just online, but something much more tangible than that. And it was so necessary for for me. Like I don't know 
I guess I'm I'm curious to know like what these spaces give you. Like you specifically. Like I talked about feeling free and feeling just having that kind of confidence instilled in me and that feeling like a sense of pride and support. But I'm curious to know like I, what they do for I you. I was thinking about it today. And when you say they, I can only What say, those spaces like, do for Afro, you. Why are you talking about Afro? Right. Afro doesn't have to be is live. I love it. I love the music, but it'd be hot as fucking dusty. So. You're such a, <laughs> and I don't I like so dressing up. For, for <laughs> and that. I don't like dressing you up. You don't have to dress up. I, I look at it as like a costume piece. party. Like I it's know, just time to have like fun. I don't like Halloween. No, like I, I, I get. I'm like, I don't know about this, but I am. I'm gonna tap into um, Shaolin because that's my alter ego. But anyway, that's another story. Um, I can just speak about Sable. I, I feel like when you when you talk about creating these spaces, I don't think it's wise, and I don't think you're going to get the. Um, the reciprocation that you need if you're going into these spaces hoping to get something. So when I created Sable mm. and what I'm what I'm finding with Sable, where I'm finding what my purpose is and what makes me really happy is providing and creating quality service for people of color, specifically women. I think there's a need in that often in retail, often in customer service-based industry, um, dominated by white people, black people are overlooked. You look at the nail salons where like Asian Americans or Asian folks that own these businesses don't really value and don't really offer customer service to their black clientele. You look at over and over again all these big name brand Clothing companies, how many times do we have to hear, you know, something comes out, Tommy Hilfiger, I don't want black people wearing my shit. Like, there's not a real appreciation and love for the black customer. And I think it's super important to create an experience, um, whether it be, because I also help manage Duafe, the natural hair salon, where you walk in and you're seen and you're valued and you're given the utmost customer service. And I, I think that's lacking in our community. So by me trying to figure out how to give and our that, dollars should only go to those kind of places that make us feel like that. Right, right. But it's so it's like I don't think a lot of black folks even know what that's like. Right. Right. Which is why I think Afropunk, Sable, and all these spaces are so... Like, what is your favorite space to occupy outside of Sable, where you're not running it, that makes you feel what... I'm it's not It's not necessarily... Um, well, it's not any place that is like a, a mainstream place. It it's just have to be. going over a friend's house, and they invite me over for food, and we just make food together, and you just talk. And there's, I've had a lot of situations where... Um, women that I'm not yet close with, but have been creating space for our relationship to deepen. Mm. And it's like, hey, I'm inviting this, this, that, this person, and we're going to, you know, cook food. Or I was invited to a, a sister's house. She was making a broom, a wedding broom that she's going to jump over. And she just had a collective of a bunch of women that she was close with. And I was invited because um, I'm close with her friends. And we just made a broom together and just talk shit and like, 
were together doing something creative. That was so satisfying and fulfilling and almost foreign mm. to my experience in, in building relationships and building community. So for me, it's just, and it's, I think it's just a, a, a micro shot of what Afropunk is doing is creating community. People come together and they feel welcomed and they feel accepted and friendships are made. And I think that that is at the heart of, of all of these um, larger, quote unquote, safe spaces. Yeah. But I also, that's a great point. And I, I think that when we do find these spaces or when someone provides this for us, we have to help cultivate them. Of course. And I think it's, I think it's always interesting because I talk to people a lot about um, buying black. And I hear them like, I can just get that on Amazon. Or I could just, and I'm just like, yes, you can. But you can also get it from this place. And you can also, like, when we stopped by in Brooklyn, we stopped by Peace and Riot. And then we met a bunch of people that we would have never met had we got it on Amazon. And we had conversations with the, right, like, we shared space with them and had conversations. And through that, I researched a photographer whose work I'm going to buy. Like, it's just, it's important that when people try to give us what we're not getting, that we put our dollars where they can, exactly. like where they matter because so often I, f- I hear people complaining like well you know they own everything or the white man this or you know we you know they make it so- and then you have black people doing amazing things and their fucking businesses are closing because people would rather go to Nike or people would rather go to like and I'm not knocking those things but there's space to do both and like, if there's a black cafe in your area, go there. Especially, well, that's for, especially for those that are craving that kind mm-hmm. of community. That's what the crux of all of this is, community. And I didn't really know what community was. I didn't really know what that means. See, I had that within Philadelphia Freedom School. And I I've been know. searching for it ever since I left Philly. I've been searching for that space and I'm still searching for it I only get it on a weekend but you have to realize I had that four or five times a week with freedom school where I was surrounded by like-minded people I had community I had friends and it was a space where I felt like I could really be yeah and it felt like a home away from home of sorts Mm -hmm. I felt more comfortable there because my home at that point my parents were separating that felt more like a home than my actual home. And so it, within being in New York, I'm looking for like that kind of organization or that kind of thing that gives me, that makes me, gives me more meaning and makes me what? feel comfortable. It makes me feel like... How can you or how do you think that you can create... That's what I'm saying. Like, would it be a sister circle? Would you invite some No, girls you know what? I, I was doing it for a while. And, and that's, that's a great segue because I wanted to, us to also talk about when you don't have the means to, or you don't have the means or desire to create your own business, for instance, or do or your own center or your own this. Like, there are little things that you can do. So, like, for a while, until work got a little bit crazy, I was having, like, spades nights mm-hmm. at my house, like, once every week where just a bunch of people would come over 
I bought a card table and we would just play spades yes. all night yes. and talk shit. And Martin would be on and we would just eat and play spades. And it was f- so much fun. Um, so I don't, it doesn't always have to be on that scale of things. But now I, I think it, I'm, yeah. even on my dates, I'm like, hey, you want to go to this black owned boxing gym? Hey, you want to go to this cafe that's down the street from my house? And there's a really, for people who are in Brooklyn, there's a really, really dope Instagram called um, Black Owned Brooklyn. And shout out to Glenn. I went to college with him and he's created this amazing, um, IG where he just highlights all of the black businesses within Brooklyn and interviews them. And I just have been bookmarking all of them and have just been going and exploring. And it's a way for me to get to know my community. I'm meeting like really interesting, cool people and finding that like all of the little things that I want to buy are easy. Like I can get them Yes, <laughs> from people that look like me and that money can go back into my community to their kids to their, you know, like I feel, I feel better about the purchase. Like I feel more intentional. It was so interesting because what's old girl, the girl that you love, she was at um, the Latino uh, festival. What's her name? Princess Nokia. Oh yes. When she was online, she was talking about, she was like, yeah, I could buy this rose water. She's making rose water. She was like, I could buy this rose water and they could bottle it up, but they cannot bottle up the intentions that I set while making it. And I thought to myself, bitch, if that ain't the real shit, cause it's so true. And I was, I feel so much more intentional with that. And I feel intentional going to Afropunk and, and you know, and I feel like, I don't. I just don't know how to describe it. It makes me feel good to see folks thrive that yes. look like me. Yeah. Don't always, you know, we yes. are, we, ain't, we don't hear about them thriving that yes. much. And to know, like, I have something to do with that, and that they're gonna have something to do with me. You know, like I got them, they got me. That we. All That's right. what I love. That. That's what I feel. Yeah. That's what I feel with Sable with that. You got me. I got you. People yeah. come in. I. So many of the events, so many of the, the, the... What events do you do? We have a yoga event. We have tarot. We have a single mother support group event. I want to have a meditation event where somebody comes in and just teaches us to sit the fuck down and shut up and be <laughs> quiet. Like I could do but that. But there's so many... Shut <laughs> up, y'all. Shut up. <laughs> Stop those thoughts in your mind. Just breathe. 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 Chill the fuck out, yo. Chill. Light chick. Stop candle. thinking about that nigga. <laughs> Just go to Afro phone. You be all right. <laughs> Meditation. Put some coconut oil on it. It's all right, yo. We gonna be all right. <laughs> I said, shut the fuck up. Stop thinking. Internet meditation. That's so funny. <laughs> but the thing is, is people by coming into Sable will be like, oh. I offer yoga. And I'm like, word? Yes. Let's meet. Can you do this on Monday? Mm. Sure. We're going to start this on Monday. And they bring in a whole new wave of women mm-hmm. to the space that are like, oh. They sell know, this here? They oh. sell this here. But also, I make earrings. Can I bring right. my earrings in here? Oh, okay. And it's like single moms that are part of the network. 
corporate women, mm-hmm. elders, young little 15-year-old girls run out. They're not 15. They're like 20-year-old girls run out the space. The, four 15-year-old kids. The event that made me so happy at Sable, I was there. I don't even know why I was there with you that day. Maybe I was just visiting. But Shanti had an event for for young people. Like It was like a career how to how to interview how to how dress, to interview how to and these kids had to come <laughs> dressed in their interview clothes they had like resume writing workshops and then they got to leave with garments for their interviews and i was just like this is god's work i was just so happy <laughs> to be in that space and to like i don't even think that you realize like how necessary it is and like these young people, I didn't, have no idea how I lucky didn't they facilitate are. That. Right, I, I know, Somebody but else, you I offer the space. Right, but if you offer the space, folks will come, and some magical shit's gonna right. happen. So I got you, you got me. One of us got it. All so of us yeah, got you it. know, it doesn't have to be a business. Have some people over at your house. Uh, we have a friend in Philly who. Um, is a singer. He no longer like sings. Hakeem, as a say cool. his name. Oh, dude, I didn't know if oh, it was Hakeem's cool. Oh, Hakeem's going to be on this show soon. Talking okay. this shit. We're going to be quiet the so whole Hakeem time. So <laughs> Hakeem is a, a fabulous guy who is a singer. And he doesn't sing professionally anymore. But he still needs to fill his soul. Which I completely can relate activist. to. Yeah. I can completely relate to mm-hmm. you know wanting a gig every now and then. So you can fill that part of yourself. And he hosts these like soul sessions at his house where he has like a fucking local artist. Yeah, come. local artists come and jam and vibe out and like that is so that is such that's so just so dope. It's such soul food that like I'm I was so impressed when I saw that. Um, single mother collectives that Shanti has spoken about because you know you're gonna need childcare. Childcare comes out of it. You meet your you meet your little sister wives where you got each other's back. Exactly. I have so many sister wives that it's amazing that have you know that we hold each other down. And something else that I have really um, been dedicating myself to is making sure that my home feels like this is reflective of me and making sure that my home feels like a space where I can be free and where I can, you know, and that doesn't mean you go buy some sage. Like if you don't fucking like the way sage smells, don't buy no sage. Like if you want, you know, to put your Jordans up on the wall and, Jordans? Like people will display their sneakers and if that's what makes you feel good, do it. But like... You know, your home is different from mine, but you have these beautiful, like, um, affirmations everywhere. I'm really into my plants right now. I'm, like, buying terracotta pots, and I've got all these all these different types of paint, and I'm painting them, and just making sure that my space feels like, that my space is reflective of who I am, and that it makes me feel free, and that it makes me feel valuable, that I feel good when I yes. come into my home. It's very important that that's that I don't have to wait for one weekend a year to feel you can have free. Afro-punk I can have Afro punk all year the long. Dust, heat or <laughs> you can stop talking about this dust. Afro punk is or, not dusty. Listen, people, I'm telling you, they be free and they be dancing but naked. They're gonna come with their fresh white sneakers and be mad. Don't come with your fresh whiteies. Don't do that. You gotta be ready. It's dusty. It's du- it's a little dusty, but it's fun. It's, it's fun. 
It's fun. It's like the black person's. What, what's that thing that they do in the desert? Is it like the Running Man retreat? Um, fireman. No. No. What's it uh, called? Running Man. <laughs> is that a running it's man? Fireman. It's not Fireman. Man of Fire. It's something. Ring of Fire. What is it called? The something man. White man retreat. I could look it up if Shanti had internet man. at her fucking house. Listen, I'm trying to get free. I'm trying to, to, to get away from it. Um, Come on, I know what this is called. It's making me mad. Anyway. Running man. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that's our that's our spiel on like this was really about supposed to be about Afropunk. I had no idea that Shanti did not fuck with Afropunk as hard as I do. I'm really shocked by it, but I'm I'm really pleasantly surprised at the turn that it took. Internet. I to- Burning Man. Burning Man. I was closer than you. you a fireman. That's close. It's oh, burning and fire. <laughs> burning man. Oh, black as fuck. But this is what really happened. Last year, a couple years ago, Antoinette, <laughs> first of all, I, had, I haven't been out in a long time. You hadn't. I had not been out in a long time. And so, you know, I was itching to be out. I was itching away to be the duties of motherhood. So she takes me to the... Spike Lee's. That was fun to the Michael Jackson M- Michael block, block party, party. which and is they're the same, handing it's, out. It's it's the same weekend this year too, if you want to go, but I don't think it's safe for you. Handing out those goddamn Nut, firecrackers. Nutcracker. <laughs> I bet you it felt if like a fire. If you're from New York, then you know these little hug juices. Of, they sell them in Philly. They don't call them the same thing. What they call them here? They just taste like juice, but it's nothing but pure alcohol. Licka, licka, and licka, I had licka. like five of they them. They was fancy that year. Remember they was infusing them? They had fruit and everything all in them? I was. No, we were fucked up, and it was no, really hot. I was. That like, first day. We, there's two days of Africa. All right, you were really... So Shanti was... So my friend Jade, Jade of all Jades, who works for Spike... We're in like the VIP section, like their little tent, and he's just giving them out. Like, of course, he's like Brooklyn to the end. So he's like, no, we're not going to have bottles. We're going to have nutcrackers. So we're fucking these nutcrackers up. And I'm noticing that Shanti's like "Mm, a little, but like we're both tipsy and, you know, we planned on having a good weekend. So it was really hot that day. Do you remember how hot it was? I don't remember much. It was hot as fuck. So finally, I'm like, okay, let's go to Afropunk. I don't want to miss the whole thing. Let's go to... So we're in a cab, and we're like, all right, we're going. And I'm noticing that Shanti's like a little more giggly than normal. And I'm like, okay, she's fine. And we get out, and we're waiting in line for Afropunk. And Shanti all of a sudden is like convinced that she's attracted to this woman. And I'm like, you... Why? You can be attracted to her, like that's fine, but I don't think that you I really do. I are. Shanti is only <laughs> attracted to women when she is inebriated. Well, that might say And something. this lady was like, I might be like, <laughs> listen, if that's the case, then we are getting married because I'm <laughs> done out here. We could just go and find our men, have them on the side, and we could just raise JoJo together and be happy. No, but this lady was like really feeling Shanti. Oh, I was, she was like, feeling me. Yeah, you saw the picture. Y'all took the picture. It was all. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> I forgot about. You forgot about the picture. I don't want to tell this story anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so Shanti is sitting in the line, like on one, and I am. Be- I'm noticing it, so I'm like, okay, sober up, Antoinette, because she's tripping. 
And I had in my bag an entire like water bottle, plastic water bottle full of Jameson. Full. And so I'm like, okay, we don't need to drink. I'm like drinking a little bit of it. And then I'm like, okay, don't drink anymore because I have to cock block. Like I'm a professional cock blocker. I'm really good at it. And so the girl was kind of hating on me a little bit because she was like pissed off. that I was like, come here, Shanti. And I think that she thought that like, we were maybe exes or something. Like she couldn't figure out what we were and why I was hating so bad because you were giving her so much energy. <laughs> and I was like, if we were together, this is disrespectful as fuck. So finally I get Shanti away from her. We're in the venue and she's fucked up. We run into my ex. Shanti gives my ex the crazy, like he goes up to her like a crazy, mind you, we had just broken up like two months ago and Nigga, it was like why a are you horrible, me horrible smiling. breakup. He's like broke my heart and shattered it. And Shanti sees him and she gives him like the craziest mean mug and like points up at him with her head cocked to the side like <laughs> fuck out of here and like walks away from him and I am dying cracking up then I'm standing there awkwardly with him she's walked off and she's screaming my name because she's drunk and she's like Antoinette come on fuck no fuck it come on meanwhile this is the first time I've seen him and I'm just like oh you listened my to god little did you know I had I had actually linked up with him like a month before that and so it was like very awkward and she didn't know and I was like oh my god so I ran away we see some shows I'm sad at this point she's ignoring me because I'm sad and then she starts buying all these records (laughs) (laughs) she's spending like hundreds of dollars on vinyl records and I guess who they were guess who they were Yo, yo! I am a trendsetter. <laughs> I know it's good. But so wait, say the what is it? It's black market yeah, vintage. Black market blowing vintage. Up, who's blowing who I later up. collaborated with, and right. we went back to that story. Like, yo, we remember but you. But they were they <laughs> thought that I was mean because I was yelling at her, and I was like, I know that she did not have hundreds of dollars to just be <laughs> spending on these vinyl records. And I was like, you don't even have a record player. Like, what the fuck are you doing? And she's like. When Shanti gets drunk, she says mean shit. She was like, fuck out of here. Like, that was her favorite thing to say to me that day was fuck out of here. So I was like, all right, you do your thing. You be mad in the morning. So we go and we're, I'm, all I kept saying was I want to see Kate Trinata. I want to see Kate Trinata. It was Flying Lotus. No, it wasn't. Mm-hmm. No, it was, it was not. Because I don't even like them, so I don't want to see them. It's one person, but so, okay, go ahead. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Is it a group? No. All right, well, I don't like it. So I'm watching, so we're waiting, and I got, like, this perfect spot. And Shanti's like, I gotta pee. Save the spot. And I was like, "Mm, I'll walk with you. And you were. she was like, no, stay here and save the spot. I was like, all right. 20 minutes pass. I'm like, okay, so maybe the line is long. 30 minutes pass, 40 minutes pass, and now I'm like, okay, let me call her. And then I realized this bitch gave me her phone. I have her phone, her keys, and her wallet. In my bag. So my drunk friend is in another state (laughs) without phone keys or wallet. I run into Hakeem, who we were just talking about. I'm screaming at him. I'm cursing Shanti out. (laughs) Like, I have no idea where she is. I'm like, this fucking girl doesn't listen. She Anything could happen to her. Like, at this point, I'm sober as fuck. Finally, I get a call. Random number. Can hardly hear. And I just hear, internet? Internet and I'm like, 
where are you? And if you've been to Afropunk, it's big as fuck, crowded as fuck, and at this point, it's getting dark. So I really... It is dark. It is dark. I can't find her. And she's like, I'm... I'm on the side of the stage. And I'm like, what stage? There's like four, three stages. Boom. She hangs up and she keeps hanging up on me. Like she keeps calling me and saying like one word about where she is and then hanging the fuck up. And I'm getting furious. This is like maybe an hour and a half has passed. I'm so desperate at this point. I reach out to my ex to say, I'm so sorry. If you see Shanti, can you please just let me know? She's a little bit drunk and I can't find her. Then she calls me back and she's like, Antoinette, where are you? And she's like obviously having the time of her fucking life where the rest of my evening is ruined. And then she, I finally hear, I, it's so hard to hear her, and I finally hear, I'm in VIP! <laughs> I was like, how the fuck are you in VIP? We were cheap. We did not have VIP bracelets. So then I go, and finally I see her, and I try to go get her, and I'm stopped by security. <laughs> and they're like, nah, you can't come back here. And I was like... That is my drunk friend. I need to get her. And he was like, you are not VIP. <laughs> Meanwhile, I see Shanti living it the fuck up, watching the show, having a great time. It's like two hours later. Oh and I God. am That's so terrible. mad. Internet, I'm very sorry. Let the story <laughs> die now. It's over. Nobody wants to hear this. No. <laughs> then I go get this bitch. And I start yelling at her about the importance of staying together, how reckless she had just been. And she's like, I don't fucking need you. <laughs> She's like, fuck out of here. You ain't my mom. I'm grown. I'm somebody's mom. I don't need you. And she's like screaming at me. We're screaming at each other in the middle of Afropunk. And so then she's like, I'm thirsty. And she, she takes my oh, no. water bottle oh, no. that's full of Jameson and starts drinking. And I slapped it on her hand. And started pouring it out on the ground. And she's like, the fuck would you do that for? And I was like, you don't need anything else. And she kept saying, I'm thirsty. I was like, that's liquor. And she's like, who the fuck puts liquor in a water bottle? And we were just screaming at each other. Mind you, all these beautiful black free people are around us. (laughs) Staring at us. Like, yo, these two, though, the two girls right there. They they must be mixed. They fighting, they arguing, and I was just like, I'm ready to go. By this time, it, literally by this time, it was like the last act was on. You had been missing for so <laughs> long, and I was so stressed out. like, And then sad. You You're right, and then I was sad so too. It was a I very be, bad ending. Right, and so then the, we go back to my house, and she goes, she, she, she goes, I'll never forget this. She goes, and she goes, I need a makeup wipe. I give her a makeup wipe. She's wiping off her face. She's like she in her bra and panties. And she's just like rubbing her eyeballs, like just getting this this eyeliner and mascara off without a care in the world. And almost none of it is off. It's just <laughs> smeared all over her fucking face. She gets in my bed with my white ass sheets and comforter and just goes the fuck to sleep. And there is, I'll never forget in the morning, there was just like mascara and eyeliner all over my pillowcase and shit. And I remember just being like, never. Okay, so that leads us to day two of Africa. <laughs> that was just day that one. That was day one. 
Day two, I'm very remorseful. I'm like, I'm not the drinking. The first thing she did was wake up and grab me and say, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I was very remorseful, very guilty, very ashamed, ashamed of myself. So I'm like, yo, I'm sober. I'm not getting into anything at all. So we dress again. Antoinette and I go to Afropunk. We meet up with Jade. Mm-hmm. And Jade is doing like a meet and greet with all of these. It wasn't Jade. It was Jade. It wasn't Jade. Jade was hanging out with Fury and Crystal. Okay. All the right. Reed. The Reed was doing a meet and greet. And they were like, yo, do you want a margarita? And I was like, yeah. They were like, it's frozen. I was like, great. It was. And they kept calling it a margarita. And I was like, they smoke a lot. So I thought it was funny. <laughs> she knew it was anyway. I knew that it, it was, was something a, in there, was, but I wasn't ready. It was THC marijuana infused <laughs> alcohol for somebody that doesn't drink, doesn't barely smoke. drinks and barely smokes. No, I at that point never smoked. So, no, okay. So, Antoinette, I was oblivious to all this. You had going walked on. off. I walked, apparently, I just keep walking off. <laughs> so, I walked off and I see Antoinette. When I come back, Antoinette's drinking. I'm thoroughly traumatized by anything that looks like a hug. But she's <laughs> drinking this hug juice. And Jay is like, yo, you need to chill. You need to chill with <laughs> that. You was. need to chill. That's that's strong. Antoinette finishes the whole thing. And then I didn't really, it didn't really hit me that it was a THC-infused margarita. Me neither. And t- <laughs> And then we start walking around, we were taking, pic- taking pictures, take pictures, and then Antoinette starts geeking, <laughs> like shy. We got those pictures too. All of a sudden, gets really like shy and bashful, like <laughs> uncontrollable laughter. And I'm like, oh, she's feeling it a little bit. She's feeling a little bit. So we're walking. We go get something to eat. We eat the food, and then it hits her. We're sitting on the side of a food truck. Antoinette's finished her taco, and then she's like a deer in headlights, like, I, everything is slow, guys. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm dying. I don't know what's going on. I kept on. saying my heart's not my beating. Heart, <laughs> she's high as fuck. <laughs> like, like edible high where your body's slow. She's like... I don't know what time is. It feels like time is going by so slow. Yeah. And I'm like, Antoinette, it's just been one second. You just said that like two seconds ago. So she's hella heavy, hella nervous, getting Y'all paranoid. And then we see every, every ex I've ever had in my life. Every ex. Everyone. And I'm like trying to block her from talking to him. And I'm like trying to give her a heads up. She's meanwhile has they to sat, sit no, down. No, they sat me down by a trash can. She has and I to look sit up down. and Spike Lee is next to me. And I remember being like, Shanti, I'm fucked up. Like, I, like, Shanti, I keep my seeing heart. Spike Lee. <laughs> and she was like, that's him. And I was like, what? Is he right there? And she was like, yeah. And then I was like, okay, that's fine. Don't let him see me. So Shanti's <laughs> sitting next to me and she's talking to me. And she's like, so how does this feel? I know you like to be in control. How does it feel to not be in control right now? You just have to give in to it. And she was she was so patient with me, thank God. She was like, I was like about to cry, kept saying, like, I can't breathe. And it's way too much stimulation. Way too much. So then this girl that I was like kind of, I don't know, kind of seeing about 
was like, oh, yo, this <laughs> I won't, I won't put her. So she was like, yo, let's go watch the internet. Did you forget this part? And she fucking was like, I'm going to go put a blanket down and I'll come get you since you're fucked up. Cool. So me and Shanti ended up walking off to see somebody. No, I did Yes, you did. I had to go to the bathroom. Okay. She walked off and then my girlfriend Jade walked off because she wanted to see somebody. So I was alone next to this trash can and another ex comes up to me and is like, yo, how are you? And I was like, uh, just like an idiot. Oh, girl comes back. She takes us to the blanket. We sit on the blanket and then I hear Antoinette. And I turn around, and it is my most recent exes. The same nigga that I was like, get the <laughs> From fuck the day out of before, here. my blanket is literally touching his blanket <laughs> with all his friends. And I'm like, we are out here She's with high. thousands of people. And this is the one spot that you found? You really put this blanket next to his blanket? And I was like, then we fucking saw the other boy who picked you up and spun you around all hype and didn't even speak to me. (laughs) I was I was dying. I was dying and I was high for like two days. Oh, she was high for two days. I was at work, like, yo, I can't function right now. I I never want to feel like that again, ever again in my life. So that is a lesson to not do drugs. Or drink. Or drink. Or don't do anything. Just go to Afropunk and get free. Get high off of... Just get high off the life. You don't have to act up. So we say all this to say that we're going to try again this year. And if we fuck up this year, then we just know that we can't go to music festivals together or travel (laughs) together or really function outside of this blog. Because everything has been a disaster so far. Just Afropunk. Do not say that. Okay? Everything's been wonderful. Well, we haven't gone anywhere just us together alone. I feel like... Oh, you mean like travel-wise? Yeah. It's oh, like girl, it's that's still a whole up other, in the air. That's a whole other thing. We talking about going to Amsterdam, baby. <laughs> and you don't want to see me high. No, I'll be the one that's like, internet, we have to go home. This is irresponsible. I'm a mother. You're, you need to be a CEO right now. We have to get together. With, like, I get crazy paranoid. No, no, thank so, you. So that's our Afropunk story. We will let y'all know how it goes this year. So looking record. forward to it. You'll see that Shanti has a very special outfit planned. It's not that special. It's it just, is very special. Don't tell them what it is. It's who I really am on the inside. Oh, you can tell them, actually, because this is going to come out afterwards. Shanti's going as Kung Fu Kenny. I'm not going as Kung Fu Kenny. I'm going <laughs> yeah. to Shaolin Shanti. I got a nice Kung Fu outfit that <laughs> I'm so It's really who I really am. That's who I want to be. So, yeah, that's about it. Antoinette's gonna wear a unicorn braid and a crown and wings. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that you just said that and it's all true makes me really happy. So that's it. Uh, what's the takeaway? The takeaway is to create spaces where you feel free enough to get high as fuck or drunk as fuck and still be protected because the people around you got you and you got them. You have just heard an around the way curls John. Follow them on Twitter at ATW Curls and Instagram at Aroundaway Curls. We out early. Very <laughs> good. All my niggas in the whole wild world made the sun and make it all yours now.